Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. All right. Oh, man. And jacked up we are another week of wrong and wronger and thank you so much for joining us again the fact that you can put up with the exploding unicorn time and time again is a true testimony to the grit that our listeners have james yeah you know i, I think they're just here because they click the wrong button honestly i think if, you, if given the chance they probably would not click again let's be honest here well now they're drawn in because they are curious about what we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, let me say who we are. I am sitting across from the esteemed exploding unicorn, James Breakwell, and he is a guy who hopes to one day become a real boy. <laughs> you know, being made of wood has its perks, but ultimately it's hard on the joints. So I'm, I'm trying for that bone and marrow real hard. But uh, James Breakwell, man, not a lot of people know this about him. He was quite the ladies' man coming through college. He actually spoon-fed some pickup lines to Cyrano de Bergerac, and they eventually made their way to Christian, who uh, I think said them to Daryl Hannah. I- I'm getting all this confused. It's sort of a mess to me, but I know. I know that you were involved in ultimately in that exchange. Yes, yes, my my best pickup line for him was I am Cyrano de Bergerac. And he just said that and all the women came to him because apparently he he is somebody who people have heard of and that, did, that's what happens when you're famous in real life. Did he pronounce he, his name wrong like that? Uh, yes, yes, that was actually the key to it because then people feel bad for him and then he's famous <laughs> and can't talk right and he gets twice as many women. Like, if you, you should know these things by now. If you took my advice even oh, once. Well, let's just, I need the needle scratching across the record for a second. When we first met, you told me, and there is no data to support this in the meantime, that you were an English major. Every time I make a literary reference, you you look at me. You just stare slack-jawed across the monitor from me okay, like you've two, never heard of this stuff. Did you two, read Two points at all? here. Two yes, points. Yes. My, my, clo- my college is now closed. Like, <laughs> who closes a college? I should tell you everything you need to know about my college. Second of all, I was an English creative writing major. I wasn't an English reading major. I write things. <laughs> I don't even know what a book is. All right. Uh, well, I... you know, you're you're pausing like I'm supposed to say something nice about you. Like I like I haven't <laughs> totally run out with the previous five things. Man, I I didn't mean to unearth all of that. Had to have been very painful for you to admit it, on the air. You know what? I it's pretty much something I say upon greeting people. You're like, hello, I'm James Breakwell. My college closed, and I'm an English creative writing major. <laughs> I just throw it. All out there. All I thought there. I was in good company here, that I could make these references and allusions, and you would be able to come right there with me, and it turns out you're, you're, you're like everybody else. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that's my specialty is disappointing people. I, I do it better <laughs> than pretty much anyone else. I refine it to a science, but not as disappointed as you were when, you're, uh, when you tested out your big scientific discovery this weekend. Should I, should I tell the people about it? Yeah, please do. I was going to share it myself, but I think it would probably sound more coherent coming from your mouth. Well, 
you uh, you thought you had found a new breed of mushroom and were very excited, so you did the logical thing and, and ate it, but sure. you found out it, it wasn't a mushroom. Why don't you tell them what it was? Well, it led to quite an itchy rash, and it was... I had never heard the term uh, scat before. I thought it was what, <laughs> what uh, like, uh, old black jazz men used to do with their instruments and ba-ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da-ba. No, scat is... It's, it's poop. I don't know if you realize that, James. Well, I do now. This is educational, after all. Man, so, yeah, just a little FYI out there, a public service announcement for all of the listeners. If someone says, do you want to try scat, uh, don't put on, like, an old Etta James album and go, yes, sir, I do. No, say no. Just say no. I thought thought you found this on the ground. Somebody offered you scat, and you ate it, assuming it must be a mushroom? I I thought I was among friends. (laughs) You should know better than that. You have no friends. thought I'd taught you that, too. Well, (laughs) as it turns out, it had kind of a nutty berry sort of flavor to it, so it couldn't have been a mushroom. If if we had any listeners before, they're gone now, (laughs) I promise you. (laughs) Well, most of our conversations in Wrong and Wronger have centered around food. What are we doing today, James? Well, we're doing something that I sincerely hope you don't eat unless somebody tells you to put a sock in it, which they very well make for you. Nice. Yeah, look at that segue, man. Wow. I'm on fire. <laughs> we <laughs> are going <laughs> to... just going to pat myself on the back. That is that a high five again. right there. It probably would have been much more elegant if we wouldn't have literally ground the podcast all <laughs> to admire it. It's not such an effective segue now. But, but anyway, the topic is socks. Did you ball them up or fold them? All right. And obviously there's only one correct answer, and we will arrive at that correct answer, as we do every week on Wrong and Wronger. We take topics that people argue about but have absolutely no investment in and come to some kind of conclusion. And the way we decide the sides, that sounded a little bit redundant, but we flip a coin. And James, is this predetermined? Who is going to argue which side? No, it is not. We legitimately do not care which side we argue until we get it, and then we'll literally stab each other over being right. Like, the passion (laughs) comes out. It's the start. Completely unbiased. All right. Well, I begged my wife this week, and she actually gave me a shiny quarter. And I did the thing that they did in old-timey cartoons. I bit it to make sure that it was real. And, uh... yeah, we're did gonna... she give you a quarter or did she give you a gold doubloon? <laughs> it was, it was... <laughs> I think you're confused your coins here. <laughs> oh, you're bringing me back to my childhood now. All right, I have a quarter, and uh, George Washington is going to decide. Heads is going to be, I forgot which order you mentioned them. Which will heads be? Heads will be bald, and tails will be folded. All right, and uh, this is for your side of the argument. I have flipped the coin, and it is on the ground. And You know, often on Wrong and Wronger, I listen to what you say. This time, I apparently did not because it landed heads, and I still cannot for the life of me remember which one you said was heads. Heads is balled up socks, and thank God, because only (laughs) monsters fold their socks. So this is going to be an easy argument. All right. Uh, Take it away, please. please. I'll go ahead and launch into this. We'll just make this quick and to the point, and you can just concede, and I'll move on and go home and eat cheesecake or whatever it is I do at home. That all happens. All of that. Every single part of it. (laughs) Victory cheesecake. It's a thing. So – so here's here's who balls up socks. Normal human beings. That's what you do. <laughs> That's with your socks. argument. Okay. Yeah. Well, now, yo, it's part of it's just the tip of the iceberg here. We gotta get to the whole rest of the iceberg. So, so they're balled up because that's how they fit most efficiently in the drawers. That's how they're stuck together because if you just fold them over, there's nothing binding them together. Like other articles of clothing that you fold 
are single units. You know, you don't need your shirts in pairs. You don't need your pants in pairs, but you need your socks together. And if you just fold them over loosely, there's nothing holding them there. They're going to get all jumbled up and you're never going to have a cohesive matching set of socks again. So you ball them up. You let the natural elastic of the sock work for you. And it's a brilliant and elegant solution. I mean, the man who invented sock elastic probably won like 16 Nobel Prizes. He that, probably retired. That's a fact. Look uh, it up. Oh, all right. All right. I'm just, I'm writing Don't, it. All right. Sock elastic. Look that yeah, up. Yeah. Okay. He retired to an island full of beautiful women and gold doubloons, and he bit every one of them. <laughs> just the gold doubloons, not the women. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'll just <laughs> leave it there. And I, I'm curious, yeah, I'm curious to see why you would even think anyone would want to fold socks. You know... I can't imagine what a chaotic world you live in with 27 children running around, all of them under the age of five, 20, right? And your wife is yelling at you all the time because this really is your fault, frankly. But I live in a world that is much more organized and orderly. And while you have like, like I've got a, a little bit of uh, Vivaldi's Four Seasons playing sprightly overhead and you've got Enter Sandman by Metallica going through your house constantly. When you fold your socks... It is elegant. You can fold them. You can iron the socks. You can make sure that they don't get stretched out. The guy who invented sock elastic would be horrified to see some of the mangled, twisted, just carcasses <laughs> of sock elastic that you've got floating around the bottom of your sock drawer right now. The guy who invented underwear elastic, he knew what he was doing because no one uh, balls up underpants. Like, uh, they get folded meticulously, set together. Yeah, they're single units. You don't fold them into pairs. It's it's alone. You you cut up each leg of the underpants and keep them separate. <laughs> <laughs> Some assembly required, huh? No, but socks. Again, if you live in your world, which is like a barroom brawl that just spills out into your sock drawer every day. Yes, you probably need some kind of external gimmick to keep your socks together. But again, think Vivaldi. Think four scenes. I know English major Vivaldi. This is a whole other world for you. But imagine stepping into my universe and actually having a settled, well-adjusted point of view where your socks are neatly organized in your sock drawer. I don't have like some kind of mongoose live and running through my sock drawer, just ripping to shreds all of the pairs. Really? They set in there. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're telling me if I check your sock drawer right now, it's 100% mongoose free. You're willing to stand by that. 100% mongoose free. My wife will attest to that. I, all I, right, well. <laughs> We're gonna have to put that up over there with the bear poking issue. This will be another <laughs> another wrong and wronger scientific experiment. Let's check the drawer for mongooses. And by the um, way, and uh, again, I, I'm talking to obviously a creative writing expert here, but not a geometry expert. When you talk about bald socks fitting better in the drawer, let me just ask you. If you have a bunch of oranges and you shove them into a drawer, are you going to be able to have as many cubic inches covered as if you, say, stack envelopes in that drawer? No, the so envelopes are going to fill every cubic inch of volume in that drawer. And the oranges, the spheres, spheres leave gaps, man. Come on, Breakwell. There's no, there's no gaps with socks. They're squishy. You can push an infinite number of socks in there. In and they're oh, all hold right. on. Again, another math thing here. Infinite number of Infinite socks, socks in a drawer. Okay. That is, I have never, never seen a drawer filled the capacity with socks. It can't happen. You could always fit at least one more pair. How many socks it's, do you own? Yeah, but you can put, you can like, you can actually form a black hole in your drawer. It gets so dense with socks, you just keep putting them in there. This is a thing. This is a thing. As long as your drawer is mongoose free, you can keep putting socks in there. So, 
So I, yeah. I don't know why that would be an issue. Like with oranges, what are you going to do? You're going to squish them flat? I'm not sure where you're going with that analogy, but you don't squish oranges. You squish socks, and they fit in there perfectly. Also, it's it's a transportation thing. It's a movement thing. Like if my kids say, I need socks, like I'm not going to go and pick out two neatly folded socks like a caveman and walk it over to them. I'm going to pull out a <laughs> ball of socks and throw it across the room. I mean, you can put a spiral on that thing. You can turn it into Peyton Manning, two-time Super Bowl winner and greatest quarterback of all time. Let me tell you something. Peyton Manning balls up his socks. I'll tell you that much. All the NFL players do. All of anybody does. The only person who doesn't is you, Steve Olivas, who lost a coin flip and apparently must now fold your socks till the end of time. <laughs> and I am sorry you suffered that horrible fate, my friend. When I transport socks, if I have to bring a pair of socks to another person, I drape them. Drape them over my what? forearm and present what? them to the person. Are because you a butler? I treat people with a certain dignity and respect that is lost on James Breakwell. Uh, do, you, do you wear a full suit and like a tuxedo when you do this? I'm wearing underpants and argyle socks right now as we speak. Okay. I'm just, just so you know, off air, I bet him $100 he couldn't go a full episode without saying it's his underwear. He lost again. Again. Well, even you even like I don't even get anything if I win the bet. I just want him to stop wearing underwear and only underwear. You want to bring these sartorial stuff. questions into the podcast? I am going to answer open and honestly. Oh, this is this again. The two listeners who didn't listen at the scat part are gone. <laughs> this, we're down to zero again, and that hurts. That and hurts because I'm making I'm making quality arguments here. I mean. I, don't, I can't envision any scenario, especially with children, where you would ever fold socks. Have you ever looked in a clothing drawer of a child, or were you, you yourself, were you ever a child? I do not raise barbarians in my home. So you had, you had a four-year-old at one time who had neatly folded socks in their drawer. And those socks, which, by the way, there's no such thing as white socks for little kids. They all have dinosaurs and princesses. They all have a million different unique designs that cannot be cross-matched. And then, and they have to be balled together. They have to be bound in elastic, or else they will never be together no, again. No, no, One no, no. sock will disappear. You have to buy more socks. Your family will go bankrupt. I mean, it's just a, it's how poverty starts. Let's cut poverty it off and its source. All the socks with socks. All right. I, well, I've, I'm learning a lot of sociological information here from you too. Now, all of your arguments rest upon childhood fantasy, that you can shoot hoops with your balled-up socks, that uh, you can... I never said that. I, I, did Peyton Manning shoot hoops? Is that what sport do you Pey think Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning did when he was eight himself. years old? I think all of us did, right? But then we outgrow that. We treat ourselves with self-respect. We now get our socks cleaned and pressed and put in those nice little airtight plastic containers that the dry cleaner gives you back, because that's the way grown-ups live. What kind of sock gets dry cleaned? Explain to me what material your socks are made of that they get dry cleaned. I I, don't, I, I have a, a certain level of, again, sartorial self-respect. I can't imagine how much money you make must make as a turtle therapist that you could <laughs> afford to have each and every one of your socks dry cleaned. I don't need the many patients. Turtles pay very well. I, apparently, I picked the wrong profession. I shouldn't be a comedy writer. I should be... <laughs> Turtle psychologist, sock presser guy. You, you get kickbacks from the sock press industry? Like, is this is this their financing behind this? Because I feel like you're being disingenuous. I can't I can't imagine that any normal human being is going to iron their socks, I know. dry clean their socks, I know you can't. their socks. I know, and that's the sad state of affairs in your home, that you can't imagine a place where organization reigns supreme. A organization you, my friend, are describing chaos. <laughs> 
perfectly folded together, held together by nothing but gravity, the weakest of the forces. <laughs> that's an assignment. That, that's, look it up. Four major forces, gravity is the weakest. And that's what you're depending on to keep one sock among another. Uh, and, a, and a drawer that's going back and forth. It's not like these are on a stationary surface. You're pulling that thing in and out again, unless you have some magic high-end drawer I haven't heard of that's completely immobile. Maybe you have like a cedar chest you open up, you know, maybe with, as monks chant or something. But for normal people who keep their socks in drawers, the, the folded socks are not going to hold up to that. Not at all. James, I think uh, I would go into my magic drawers right now, but I'm going to leave that right here because we are out of time, my friend. These things get shorter and shorter each time, and thank God. Someday we'll talk about my magic drawers, and uh, I'll bring <laughs> no, that in. <laughs> it's going to be the next $100 bet. Leave <laughs> us out of here. Well, follow James and I on Twitter, and you can get all kinds of funny stuff just like this and stuff that's actually funny, too. James is at Exploding Unicorn with an X on Twitter. And follow him. Like him. Be a fan follower on Twitter. Uh, Facebook. He is at Exploding Unicorn, and that is spelled correctly in that one. EX, Exploding Unicorn. Just the X on Twitter. I'm Steve Olivas. Follow me at, at Steve Olivas. Steve is spelled just like it sounds if you're James Breakwell, and that is with a V. Olivas is O L I V A S. And until next time, uh, any idea what we're talking about next time? None whatsoever. That is exactly how we roll on Wrong and Wronger. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. 